0: As we move forward today in our word, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We'll be looking at verse, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20, where we'll be um, lifting out of or preaching on today, which is a, a, a very, very um, difficult topic Um, especially for the church and the people of God, but we have to be obedient to the scripture and to the spirit that led me to uh, be preaching these next couple of weeks on these difficult topics. So the next couple of weeks we're going to be talking about um, sex, sex and marriage, marriage, singleness, and and divorce. So we got some heavy topics we're going to be talking about in um, I don't take them lightly, and I'm a whole true to the scripture. So here we find ourselves today on 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 through 20. Let us pray. Father God, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Remove all anxiety and fear from me that I may reverence you with everything I say. Call back to remembrance my study, Lord God. Present every heart in here and every heart that's watching virtually To you, Lord God, where we may remove any boundaries or anything that will cause your word to be hindered. Lord God, we're looking today for you to sow a seed in us as believers. And for those who are not believers, Lord God, that we may draw close to you. So let your word be powerful. Let your word be residual or let your word be... uh, um, a residual Lord God in our heart that we may live according to your will we thank you and we need you Lord God have your way in the ears and the hearts of God, of your people in Jesus name we pray amen first Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12 through 20 first Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12 through 20 says all things are lawful for me but all things are not helpful all things are lawful for me But I will not be brought under the power of any. Food for the stomach and stomach for the food. But God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Verse 15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who joins to a harlot is, is, is one body with him, with her? For the two, he says, shall become one. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Verse 18, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were born at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And today I want to speak to you from the topic, glorify God with your body. Glorify God with your body. As I stated early, as we look at this difficult teaching, um, which deals with sexual immorality in the church, Today we find ourselves in 1 Corinthians chapter six. It's interesting because a lot of times the church don't preach or teach about sexual immorality or the sexual sins. We, we name it and we talk about it, but we really don't preach about it to get some clear understanding. Here in this text, Paul is confronting some false doctrine that is, that is going around in the Church of Corinth. Corinth is likened to today's Las Vegas. Everything goes. As a matter of fact, it is a port city where ships will come in and dock there uh, overnight. And it was a trade city where they would come and trade things. And it was a multitude of people coming in and out from different kinds and different backgrounds. And as they came into Corinthians or Corinth, they would bring their own peg in, uh, religion, or they will bring their own pagan doctrine. So here, Paul is now grappling with the Christians in Corinth um, to, to to confront them on how they are living. At this time, the Corinthians they 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 are living in a way that, that 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 they are walking and practicing in sexual immorality. As a matter of fact, it, 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 Paul in this very same chapter in verse 9, he tells us a list of some of the things that they were dealing with. And uh, right here in, in chapter 6, verse 9, he tells us of some of the things they were dealing with. They were, they were fornicators, he said. They were idolatrous. They was adulterous. They were homopracticals and homosexuality. They were sodomites. They were thieves. They were covetous and drunkenness. These are some of the things that they were, they were into, and these are believers in the church. But not only were they into those sins, but also in the church they were having sex with the prostitutes. They had brought this kind of uh, uh, false worship in the church where, where, they, where, where they had um, prostitutes in the church and they were having sex with them and saying that it was worship. This is how far gone the, 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 the Christians are. This, this is where the Christians are at, at this time and it's, it's not too different from today. We, we, we are inundated with, with, with sexuality. We are inundated with sexual immorality. Everywhere we go is sex, 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 sex. We, we, we can't escape it. We can't escape it. It's all, it's all around us. It's, it's on our phones. It's on the TV. It's on magazines. It's in books. It's, it's, it's even in the church. As a matter of fact, huh? Uh, I I just downloaded a couple of weeks ago. My friend was telling me that, you know, uh, I need to start a TikTok as a pastor. And, a, and I said, okay, I'll try. So I started uh, a TikTok page, and, and and I got on TikTok. And, and every time TikTok come up, all you hear is boom, boom, boom. For the young people on TikTok, y'all know what I mean. For the older people, that's just some women going and shake in front of the camera. and And, and it's everywhere. Sexual immorality is everywhere. And, and the thing is, it, it, it used to be just for young kids, but now it's with everybody. I was reading an article in, 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 on um, AARP, and it says now that the, uh, it, there's a high percentage of, of seniors that's having fornication, that's having sex outside of marriage. So sex is not only with the young people, it's everywhere, but how do we deal with this? What is going on? And at this time, Paul confronts this because the believers in Corinth was, was engaging in these sexual immorality, was engaging in these sexual practice, and they were saying they was, they was living by this false doctrine called dualism. And dualism means it got three different parts to it. And basically, the first thing dualism says is that the body doesn't mean anything. That, 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 that our matter, that our physical body is, is nothing because it's going to die, it's going to decay, and, and it really don't mean anything. And because we Christians, we can live how we want to live because our body's going to die anyway. But then the second part of dualism, it teaches that, that, that the body and the soul is not connected. So they say the body and the spirit is not connected, although the spirit is with Christ, we save and our spirit is Christ and he's in us and the spirit is good, but the body is bad and they're not connected. So what we do in the body will never affect what, how we live in the spirit because they're not connected. And they try to, to use this false doctrine, watch this, they, they, they try to use this false doctrine to, just, to, uh, to justify their sin of immorality. They said, we can, we can live how we want to live. We can have sex with whoever we want to have sex with because uh, uh, our body doesn't matter. It don't mean anything. And then we see here in the text where it says, in verse number 12, it says, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. Paul says, because they were saying, look, it's I can do whatever I want. I'm, I'm free. When Christ set me free, I can live how I want to live. And Paul said, no, because it's lawful don't mean it's helpful. Because the government says legal don't mean it's legal. He said because it's lawful doesn't mean it's helpful. There are some things that's lawful that you can do, but it's not helpful. And Paul says, look, let's, let's get this right, and he confronts them. And then they go on to say, they said, um, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of men. Paul said, if it's lawful, it may be lawful, but you're still a slave to it. He says, "The way you live in your life, the, the, the sexual immorality that you are practicing, you are becoming a slave to it." And look what they come back and say. They say, "Food for the stomach and stomach for the food, but God will destroy them both." Look what he says. He say, God will destroy them both. Now, the, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body." They say, "Look. Our sexual appetite is just like our appetite for food. Our body needs food, and our body needs to be gratified sexually. That's basically what they're saying. They say, "So, so, Paul, what you talking about? Him? Keep in mind, these are Christians." These are believers of Jesus Christ that say, hey, I can live how I want to live. I can have all the sex with whoever I want to, and my body is decaying. My body is going to die, so it don't even matter. But spiritually, I'm okay. And guess what? I can do that because uh, my body is going to die, and spiritually, I'm okay. So now that justify how I live, and guess what? Because I live that way, it's just like my body craving food. It craves sex. So Paul comes back and he confronts them. And Paul says that you got to glorify God with your body. He says, you got you to glorify God with your body. He says, here's the first reason. Here's the first reason. Said number one in verse 13. He says, we got to glorify God with our body because our body is for the purpose of God. Look at verse 13. He says, Uh, At the end of verse 13, food is for the uh, stomach and stomach is for the food, but God will destroy them both. And now he comes here and he said, now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body. He says, you can't do what you want with your body. You got to glorify God in your body because your body is for the purpose of God. He says, so you cannot, you cannot um, be out here practicing sexual immorality. And it's amazing that Paul will use this word sexual immorality because the word immorality, sexual immorality is a broad word. So it's anything that got to deal with sex outside of marriage. So he says, you cannot entertain in these things. You cannot practice these things as a Christian because your body is made for God. Your body is for the purpose of the Lord. When God created us, he created our body for to glorify him. He created our body for his purpose, that we may walk and stand and witness for him, that our body is to glorify him, not ourselves. So he says, you can't can't do what you want with your body. You can't do it because your body belongs to God. It's for the purpose of him. He created you for his purpose. So he says here, that if you're going to glorify God he says glorify God in your body and he gives us the first reason he said number 1 because our body is for the purpose of the Lord in verse 13 our body is for God's purpose it's not for our own purpose it's not for our own desire it's for God's he created us for his purpose The second thing we see in verse 14, he says that we ought to glorify God in our body. In verse 14, he says, because our body was resurrected with the Lord will be resurrected with the Lord. Look what he says in verse 14. He says, and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. He says, guess what? You keep saying that the body is going to die. Yes, the body is going to die. But guess what? God is going to raise the same body up for believers. We're going to be raised up with Christ in the same material body. It's just going to be glorified. But he says that your body is worth it. Your body is the Lord because it's going to be raised with Jesus Christ. We would experience resurrection. Your body, wherever, however you died as a Christian, guess what? It's going to come back together and be the body that you have. Now, I hope my body look a little better than it, it, it do now, but it's going to be the same body. He says that, that this body is, is, it will be resurrected. Every one of us will receive a resurrected body. He says, so don't tell me that your body don't mean anything. Don't tell me you can do what you want because this body will be resurrected. If the body would, um, didn't mean anything, Jesus wouldn't raise it from the dead. Resurrection wouldn't occur. And he says, so now if you're going to you, you, you glorify God in your body because your body will be resurrected with Christ. He says, so we can't live how we want to live. He said, we can't, we can't commit this sexual sin and, and think it's okay because our body matters to the Lord. It will be resurrected. And then the third thing he tells us, here in verse 19, he says that, I mean, in verse 15 through 17 and, and 18, he says that our, we are to glorify God with our body. And he says that because our body is connected with Christ. In verse 15, look what he says in verse 15 through 17. He says in verse 15 through 17, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that you have, uh, that, that he who joins uh, to a harlot is one with them or one with her? For two, he says, shall become one. Verse 17, but he who joins to the Lord is one spirit with him. So he says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside of the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. So he says here, the third thing, the third thing we see is that we have to glorify God with our body because our body is connected with God. He says, our our body is connected. He said, our body body is connected to God. He said, we are members of Christ. He says, when you you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you place your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been connected to him. Immediately, his spirit came into you, and you are now connected with Christ. So everywhere you go, Christ is with you. He says, here, this is why we ought to glorify God in our body, because we are connected. Remember they were saying that the false teaching of dualism say that the body and the spirit is not connected? He says, no, that's wrong. They are connected. He says, we are members of God. Individually, we are connected to Christ, and corporately, we are the body of Christ connected. He says, so we are connected to God we are connected to Him as our Lord and Savior. When we surrender to Him, He connects us to a Him. Romans chapter 12 verse 5 says it like this: "So we being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another." He said that we are in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 is the in Christ chapter. All throughout Ephesians, it tells us that we are in Christ, so you can't say you're not connected to Christ in the physical form. You are connected physically to Christ, because when you accept Him as your Lord and Savior, you are connected. It says that you are connected. Said says that we are, we are connected. Ephesians chapter 1, 22 through 23 says it like this, and He put all things under His feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. He said that we are the body of Christ, we are connected to Christ, we are connected to him. He says, this is why we have to glorify God in our body. This is why physically we have to glorify God in our body. And we can't do what we want to do. We can't enter into sexual practices like the pagans do because we, our body is connected to Christ. He says that we are are physically, our body is physically, physically connected to Christ. We are physically connected to Christ. What we are, we are an extension of Christ in the earthly realm. He said that we are connected to Christ. We are extension to Christ in the, in the earthly realm. We are, we are physically connected to Christ. And then he, he, he comes back because he, he I, I like what Paul do. Paul not only deal with the physical part, but he comes back and deal with the spiritual part. Because he said, guess what? You're not only connected physically, but you're connected spiritually too. Look what he says in verse number 17. He says in verse number 17, he says, look. In verse 17, he says that, uh, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He said, not only are you connected uh, physically with Christ, you connected spiritually. Spiritually, when you, when you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, immediately spiritually, the Holy Spirit came into you. And now you are sealed into the day of redemption. You belong to Christ. You are connected to Christ spiritually. His spirit dwells in you. His spirit dwells in us. We are connected spiritually. He said, this is why we have to glorify God in our body, because we are connected physically and we're connected spiritually. So now he comes with this rhetorical question in verse number 16. He says, now that you know that we are connected, now that you know that we are to glorify God in our body, now that you know that we are connected uh, uh, physically and spiritually, he comes here in number verse 16. He says, now do you not know that he Who is joined to a harlot is one body with her. For the two, he says, shall become one. He says, You gotta understand this sexual thing. He says, You got you gotta understand that, that 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 when you have sex, you are connected to that person on every level. You gotta understand when you have sexual intercourse, you are connected to that person, you are transferring connections. Of that person, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, on every level. I see. I see. I see. Y'all don't get it. I see. Y'all don't get it. So I gotta help us out. I gotta help us out. I gotta help us out. So right here, what I got? I got a male right here. I got a male. I got a male, and and I have a female right here. And I have. I have a female. I have a female. And I have a male. And I have some paint here. I have some paint right here. So, so, so what happened, he says that, that you are connected, we are connected to Christ. He says, so when you, when, you, when, you, when you are connected to Christ spiritually and physically, and you go out and you have intercourse, you go out and have uh, or practice any sexual morality outside of marriage, he says that you, you transfer everything and you, you are connected to them on every level. So, okay, so, so just for the sake of this, please don't, don't text me, don't send me no email, don't call me about this, okay? I'm just going to say the man is saved, okay? I'm just going to say the man is saved, okay? So women, please don't. Why can't the women be saved? I'm just saying the man is saved. It's just for example, okay? All right, Sean? I'm good, right? All right. So look, the, 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 the man is saved, right? So we're going to look at the man. So we know, we know that the Holy Spirit um, is, uh, is white, right? We know the Holy Spirit is white. We know the Holy Spirit is white, and I hope it worked out like I thought it is. You know, when, when I go in my mind, they say you should take somebody with you. But okay, but anyway, so we hope that this uh, so the man is saved, so he 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 got we got he got some white paint, okay? He got some white paint on him, okay? So he got some white paint, all right. And and, and we know the, the body, we'll say his body is brown. We'll say he brown, we say he, he a he brown skin dude, he a brown skin dude, okay? So his body is brown, okay? So his body is brown, right this? So I'm I'm trying to show y'all how 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 he said we become one. When you have sexual intercourse, and then we will say, okay, so now we say his body is brown, spirit in him is white. Um, we know the spirit is white. Now we 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 say his his, his emotions, his emotions, you know, because our emotions mustard color. We'll say we'll use the mustard color paint. Say his emotions is mustard color. All right. So that's the man. So the man saved though. The man the man know Jesus. The man the man been walking in the church of God, uh, you know, in the God, and and then we got the female. So the female she she she. We're we gonna make her yellow. Her body gonna be yellow. The man's body is brown, so she's yellow. She light skin. She light skinned. Right. So she light skin. She's gonna be yellow. All right. So that works? So she yellow, okay? So now she yellow, because her body, she, her, that's her body. But 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 she don't, she ain't connected to God. She ain't a Christian. So we don't know what spirit in her, right? We don't know what spirit in her. So we just gonna put black. Did that work? We'll put black on here. Okay? We'll make that black. All right. We'll make that black. We'll make her black because we don't know what spirit in her. Y'all don't know what y'all gonna get when y'all sleep with that woman. I know she look good, but you don't know what you're gonna come home with with that one right there. So then we're gonna say, all right, and then her emotions, her emotions gonna be uh, we'll say blue. We'll say, I mean green. We'll say green. So her emotions is green. So here, um, her emotions is green right here. So uh 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 cameras, can y'all, can y'all, can y'all um Zoom in. So we got the female here, and we got the male here too. So the male, he brown skin, got the spirit of God, white, emotions is mustard color, yellow. And then we have the female here who's got the the yellow body, light skin, and, you know, she, uh, we don't know what spirit she got. She black. And then we got the, uh, the green here. The green is her emotion. So he says, watch this. He says, now when you come together in sexual intercourse, what happens is you now come together. So now this man is a Christian. You know, he supposed to wait till he get married because that's what the Bible says. That sex is for married people, not for an unmarried people. So he says sex is for married people. But he's struggling. You know, he's struggling like a lot, of, a lot of people. He's struggling, okay? Now, she come past looking good. She want a Christian man because she, she tired of messing with all these other dudes, you know, and she want a Christian man. So I'm going to go to church and find me a Christian man, okay? So she get in there, and they get to, you know, struggling, and now they come together to have sex. So they come together, and have sex, and then they have a sex, and you know, it don't last that long. So anyway, so they have sex. So now when they break apart, when they break apart, look. When they break apart, this is how it looks. So he says, this is the two becoming one. He said, this, this is the two becoming one. So now, guess what? You think that that was just a sexual encounter, but what you're doing is took on everything that she had in her. What he she doing is take on everything that he has that he had with him. Except for the spirit, because the spirit can't be transferred like that. Let me get that right, right? <laughs> let, me, let me clear that up. So look, so except for the spirit. So look, so now this is how I look. So now what happens? So now he looked like this, she looked like that. So now guess what? She say... He say, well, um, well, now she say, well, you know what, they ain't work out. I ain't really for them Christians. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go find me another man. So I'm going to go find me another man, and, and he's going to be yellow. And now, now y'all got the illustration, so I'm just going to put anything up here now. We ain't going to walk through it like that. So now she go get another man, and, and, and she waited her time because she's she not a freak. She waited her time. So, you know. I know some of y'all thinking like that, like, why the lady got to go next? Why can't the man he the dog and all that? We ain't talking about that. We trying to, I'm trying to give you an illustration. So now she go get another man. He come, and now they go together, and now they together, and now guess what? Now she then pass everything that he, the first man, gave her to him, and now they all set uh, together. And that's why he said the body is one. He says that now you become one. And here's the crazy thing about this. Here's the crazy thing about this. Look at this. He says in verse number nineteen. He said, I mean, in verse number. Um, he says in verse number uh, 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 eighteen. He said, flee sexual immorality because every sin that a man does outside the body, but he who um, commits sexual immorality is against his own body. Look what he's saying. He says, guess what? This sin that you are doing, you transferring everything and you committing harm to your own body because you passing on everything that you got from that person from that male or that female and anybody hear me are you getting this that this is how dangerous sex is when you have it outside of the confinement of God that's why God wants you to come together as married and guess what you ain't got to bring them old habits that you had from years ago into your marriage and he ain't got to bring his old habits cause you all don't know nothing now you come together and you become one and you don't have no habits and she don't have no habits and every Think is good. He said you're sinning against your own body. You're harming your own body. He said this is the only sin that affects us, our physical body. And it's not only intercourse, it's pornography. It's having sex with animals. It's homosexuality, it's lesbianism, It's all those masturbation, all those things. He says you hurting your body, you harming your body. And guess what? Because you connected to Jesus, when you go and do those things, he's right there with you. So now you're taking Jesus in on a party of sexual immorality. Because he lives in you, you connected to him. And he said, this is why your body is to glorify God. Because you are connected to him. Physically, physically, you connected to him. Spiritually, you connected to him. And he says, when you connected to him and you have immorality, you have sexual immorality. You now bring him in on it and transfer all these other things that other people have. And guess what? You stuck with them. You trying to figure out why you lunching out because that spirit that he gave you—that's from three years ago. That emotion that that was transferred from five years ago, that one-night stand or that three-night stand, whatever it is, now it's all all together. That's in you now, forever. So he says, this is why we got to glorify God, because we connected to him. And he asks this rhetorical question, will you get with a harlot? And then he comes and he says, that not only are we out to, I mean, because we are to glorify God in our with our body. He says, uh, not only because we are we are um, connected to him, he says in verse 19, but we are also, the re, uh, he says, our body is the temple of God. He said, glorify God with our body because our body is the temple of God. He said, your body is the temple of God. You have the Holy Spirit in verse 19 living in you. Your body is the sanctuary of God. Remember. Back in the Old Testament, they had the Holy of Holies with the presence of God laid, and the presence of God stayed. And now in the New Testament, the Holy of Holies is you, because you have been set free from the penalty and the a, and a power of sin and the condemnation of sin. So now the Holy Spirit lives in you. You are the Holy of Holies. I am the Holy of Holies. Every believer are the Holy of Holies, and we are the sanctuary of God where God worship. And he says we are the temple of God. Say, so your temple is worship to God. Your body is worship to God. And I know we're talking about sex, but there's also drugs and all the other things that you put in your body. It's is the, is the body of God. He says, so this is the body of God. He says, you are the temple of God. He said, this is why we, we have to glorify God in our body because our bodies is the temple of God. God dwells in us. He dwells in you. He dwells in every one of us. This even gets to the point, that's why we got to watch what we look at. We got to watch what we listen to because we're bringing it into our body, the temple of God. And every one of us is struggling with some of that. Even me. Take your halo. Every one of us put things in our body that shouldn't be. Watch things that we shouldn't watch. Listen to things that we shouldn't listen to. And he says here, he said, because your body is a temple. And then the last thing, I'm out your way. He says that our our, our body, we are to glorify God with our body because our body belongs to God. Look what he says. He said, your body has been bought with a price. Therefore, your body has been been brought with a price. What was the price? An expensive price. The price was Jesus Christ's life. Where he died for you on the cross, where he was whipped all night and beat all night, paraded down the streets of Jerusalem, put thorns of crowns on his head and blood just screaming out, nailed to the cross just so he can die for you and I, that for for all mankind that we may have a right relationship with the Father. What was the price that Jesus Christ had to be crucified? He paid for us. This was the payment that he had to pay that you and I may be right with the Father. There's no way we can have a relationship with God if we don't come through Jesus Christ because he paid the price for you. You sitting there trying to get to heaven on your own terms. All you gotta do is believe in Jesus Christ was Acts chapter 8, 36 says, how can I get there? All you gotta do is believe. Believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he came and died on the cross for you, that he shed his blood for the remission of your sin, that we all may be set free from the penalty of sin and the condemnation of death. That was a great price that Jesus paid, and I'm so glad that he paid the price for me. Because I couldn't get there on my own. I had no merit on my own. I am nothing without Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful that Jesus Christ came and laid his life out and voluntarily sacrificed his life for the death of you and me. That we may have a right to the Father. It says that Jesus Christ came. It says our body was purchased with a price. And last time I checked, you can't do nothing with anything until you purchase it. You can't do nothing. Matter of fact, me and my wife was out looking at a car, and we go test drive a car, and we got mad. Well, uh, I got mad, <laughs> but we got mad because the the the, uh, the 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 salesperson wanted to ride with us. How you gonna ride with us? It's COVID. You getting in everybody else's car. Why are you riding with us? You know how I feel? Anybody feel that way? And I'm like, why are you riding with me? You know, you got my license. Oh, we can't do what we want because we ain't put no money down. <laughs> he he got to protect what he owns. He's responsible. And just like Jesus is responsible for us, he own us. We can't do what we want. He got to ride with us. He's going to be right there with you. If you feel uncomfortable, so what? You belong to him and you can't do what you want to do. You only can do what he allows you to do because you don't own yourself. And it was his price that he paid. It was his death that he paid. It was his blood that he shed on Calvary Cross that you and I may have the right to the Father. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that he paid the price. I'm glad that Jesus Christ came and died for me that I may have eternal life. And not only did he die for me, but he died for you who don't know him. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Maybe you in person. Maybe you on virtual service. Wherever you at, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he died for you. He died on the cross so you can have life and have it more abundantly. All you got to do is believe and accept him and he will come into your life and transform your spiritual life that you may be sold out for him. He died for you. So he says, says here, he said this is why we ought to glorify God with our body. Our body do mean something. Our body is important. He said our body was created for the purpose of God. He said our body will be resurrected with Christ. He says our body is connected to Christ physically and spiritually. He says our body... It's not only connected to Christ's spiritual, but our body belongs to God, belongs to the Lord. He says that our body is the temple of the Lord, and it belongs to the Lord because he purchased us with a price. So now how do we handle the sexual thing? Because there are some questions that need to be answered. How do we, how do we deal with this? Because, because Pastor, I, I already engaged in sexual. So I'm, I'm a Christian now. How do I do this? How, how do I do this? How do I make this right? One, the first thing, if you're a believer, you got to repent. You got to come to Jesus Christ and say, Jesus, I've been living this way. I didn't know, and um, I may known, but I was disobedient and rebellion. But I, I want to get it right with you. I want to I be pure before you. I, I want to I worship you with my body. I want my body to glorify you. So how can I do that? And, and he says that you got to repent. You got to come to him and turn away from your sins and turn back to him. But I know we all repent. I know we all repent and we mess up again. He says, but you, you got to repent. First thing, start with getting it right. Redoing the fractured relationship that has been broken. Says, that's what we have to do. We have to get it right. We have to repent. We have to repent. We have to repent. How do we fix this thing? We got to repent. The second thing, how, how do we get it? Okay, Pastor Pew, I repented. Now what I need to do, I'm still struggling with the sexual temptation. Now you need to operate under self-control. You need to operate under self-control. You need to have self-control. You need to operate in self-control. See, I got that paint all over me. Wow. So look, you gotta operate in self-control. And then they don't tell me, oh, it's hard. Because you, you operate in self-control in other things. I mean, look at how many people you thought about killing and you didn't kill. That's self-control. You operate self-control in a lot of other areas that you probably won't claim, but that's self-control. Operate in self-control. Let the Spirit of God control you. You have him living in you. Greater who is in me, who is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And that is not to get a job or to get on a basketball team or a football team. When it says I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me, that means I can walk obedient to whatever he called me to walk to. That's what it means. So now, guess what? You need to repent. You need to operate in self-control. Letting the Spirit lead you. But also, now you got to learn how to date. You got to learn how to date, especially if you're single. If you know you on him and she on you, y'all need to go to the bowling alley. It's hard to get sexy in a bowling alley with all them people around, all that noise. I mean, unless you, you know, you're wilding. But you, you, you can't go to movies. Guess what? If your cologne turned me on, don't wear that cologne no more. Matter of fact, if, if you do the wrong thing, I'm jumping out the car. You got to learn how to, to do things right because our body was created to glorify God. And I know we don't hear this as much. And I know some of y'all looking at me like, what in the world? Or like, well, he's really pretty. Yes, because we got to get right because we want to create people who are obedient to God in every aspect of their life. And he says here, you were created to glorify God in your body. You created. But pastor, I'm, I'm not saved, so I, 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 I need to, to... First, what I need to do, you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And today, surrendering your life to Jesus Christ don't mean that your, 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 your physical realm is going to be taken care of. don't mean that your life is going to be great. Because a lot of you all know that because we surrender to Jesus Christ, we're still going through some trouble here on earth. But what we can tell you is that your eternal state may be different. And today... Will you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?